Well, here we are again. <laughs> well, you know what day it is, guys, as we record this. Yep. Apple yep. Results Day. Apple Results Day. Boys Night. <laughs> Boys Night. <laughs> uh, so let's if let's you have don't stupid. listen to that podcast. You are not going to get that joke. Super lost. However, uh, Magic Tavern people are loving it. Uh, so yeah, so um, Apple uh, widely assumed to report like a like a, a decline loss or so. a, a decline. decline, not a loss, not, not a, a loss. Yeah, yeah, not a loss. No, that would be pretty bad. That'd be bad. <laughs> We had two hundred billion dollars here a minute ago. I don't know where it went. (laughs) Meanwhile, Eddie Eddie Q is doing lines to blow off his Ferrari. (laughs) Eddie Q Eddie Q has so many like crazy shirts. That's that's where it went. He's he's more crazy shirt than man now. (laughs) Yeah, there's actually a special line item under services for Eddie's shirt (laughs) subscription. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you know that's that's apparently the first time since two thousand three. They say right, yeah. So shut it all down. It's, I mean, yeah. um, and of course there will over. be stories about their impending demise. But as we have discussed on this show and elsewhere, like it'll be it'll be very difficult for Apple to die. Very like you difficult. Can't, like yeah, they're kind of like in a Highlander situation <laughs> right now. Like you can kill them. It's just really hard. Uh, uh, the other thing, the other thing that someone posted was um, the even if they if they hit the if they do what the analysts expect and report a decline it'll be it'll still be the 21st most profitable quarter of any company ever <laughs> that's still, well, i mean it didn't break the top 20 <laughs> yeah right right give the money back to the shareholders people uh-huh mm-hmm. well i mean and this is this shouldn't be a surprise because i was just looking at it and they project so they project their own quarterly revenue right and they say they they've already projected that it will be lower than what they made this quarter last year. So unless right. they they would have to blow that projection out of the water, um, like it's five billion. The top end of that projection is five billion less than what they made last year. So there's there's basically no way that they. It's not going to be like a surprise. Just kidding. You know, we made seven billion dollars more than we thought we did because th- then then their CFO would have a lot of questions yeah. to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's not surprising, right? Like it's impossible for, uh, I would assume it's impossible for any one company to constantly grow with no bumps along the way, right? Like at some point, everybody has the things they want and you can't constantly invent new incredible things, right? Well, they would swallow everything, right? Like they would have to be the, (laughs) the only way for them to keep growing forever is if they become the only company left in existence. (laughs) Right. If everybody else goes out of business or if we populate some other planets that have their own citizen, maybe Apple Apple becomes by and large. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once again, we're in the Highlander scenario where they've killed all the other companies and assumed their power. (laughs) Um, yeah, so uh the yeah, so. so things not included apparently in that are uh iPhone SE sales not included likely because they launched uh too recently. By the way, you know, remember that one time they rechristened or they at least they redefined how they were going to write iPhone 5S like initially it was with a capital and then they switched yeah. it to a lowercase or something like that. Um Good times. I it turns out they're doing that with the iPhone SE. I just read they're going to start calling it the iPhones going forward. <laughs> iPhones. Yeah. D- delete your Skype account. Okay. 
Wow, that's a step past the beep boop. Yeah. <laughs> you are no longer allowed to talk to other human beings you're, you're on the all, internet. You're not allowed to Skype anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been a long What's time that, coming. What is the next step? Like, erase yourself from existence. <laughs> there never was a Lex Friedman. <laughs> the previous 80 odd episodes of this show just that was a fever dream. They weren't that odd. <laughs> Pretty odd. So, um, any you guys, uh, you guys want to place any bets on anything coming out of this quarterly call, whether it be numbers or just crazy analyst questions? I would guess that um, Cuss Sad is at an all-time high. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, he stopped man. using that. I think he stopped. No, uh, no, he hasn't. Really? He dialed it oh, back okay. a bit, but he still says it. Yeah. I think All that right, China well. is going to show growth. How's that? <laughs> How much bigger can that country get? <laughs> <laughs> That's their strategy. China, we're bigger than yesterday. <laughs> Constantly growing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I expect questions about the watch because there's been a lot talked about in the watch this past week as we've hit the one year anniversary of the watch. So I expect people to like try and suss out details on how well that's doing, and I expect. Have you, you guys know, have you guys done your thought pieces yet? <laughs> I've thought my thought piece, but I haven't written my thought piece because I, I believe the, the policy is if you buy an Apple Watch, you are required to write a thought piece within the first. I year. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I wanted to write my uh, thought piece on the Apple Watch, but I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do that. Dictation. <laughs> I did think that uh, M.G. Siegler's piece. I was really uh, hoping you were going to say M. Night Shyamalan. I was like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> I, no, but he did a piece where he said that um, that the Apple Watch is a, a failure on the order of Rolex, the company. I thought that was a pretty astute observation. Like right. that industry estimates are that uh, Apple did $6 billion in Apple Watch business and Rolex did $4.5 billion last year. So, you know, not that mm-hmm. bad Project. Yeah, I mean, it's only really. I mean, they also pointed out that it's it, it shipped more units in its first year year quarter than the iPhone year must be year, yeah. um, which yeah thirteen uh, isn't it like thirteen million something like that? Yeah, it's. it's I mean, then that's a that's a projection because we don't have yes. any hard numbers on that. B, it's kind of a weird comparison though, given that you know the first iPhone shipped ten years ago, the market and uh, the society have changed so much during that time that I mean. You know, there's probably other things that you could make that comparison for, and it wouldn't exactly line up. I mean, they also point out the iPad, for example, dwarfed the iPhone sale, the iPhone's first year. And, of course, the iPad is tapered off, right? Like, so, yeah, you know, the, a first-year great sales in a first year does not predict long-term sustainability by any means. Darn um, it. But, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it, calling it a failure seems seems silly when it has my first sold my first year was tremendous and look where i am now <laughs> it was all down da- all downhill from there john <laughs> my baby year was just <laughs> it was really it was really when you you were able to talk i really feel like after that it just like that's cliff. where it went downhill exactly <laughs> oh yeah that was a problem <laughs> just ask uh, my mom i like i liked the mute john years better that was just way <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't mute <laughs> boy did i make noise but um yeah i don't know do you the thing that's hard to tell from that is like how many people like you can tell me so apple watches got sold but how many are still in use or like didn't get returned or fobbed off on somebody else i guess like i don't know based on the think pieces it seems like only 50 percent of people are still wearing their apple watch i just made that number up well that's what it seems that is what it seems like it's just because if you stopped wearing your your watch you boy are you definitely going to write a piece about it (laughs) 
I don't, it's, to me, it's a, it's a big deal to stop wearing it because even the, the cheapest watch is not a cheap item. You know, like it's a big deal to say I'm hanging it up. Well, like, yeah, again, I it think doesn't work for you. You're that's part of why it. those people, you know, make sure that they write that piece because that, that's how they get their money's worth. Exactly. Out. They need to <laughs> get complaining. the sweet, sweet internet money. Um, <laughs> but I, I was realizing... Making it I, rain links. I decided I would only read think pieces from... Uh, 20% of the people who wrote them. So I read about 500 of them. <laughs> and what's, but what's interesting is people are like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I never intentionally go to the app screen now. Like I'm not launching apps on my watch ever. I do. Um, I got a couple. Well, you're weird. Just so there. I and I, I, the only thing I use glances for is paging my iPhone. That's, <laughs> that is it. I'd see, I see. Yeah, I hardly ever use glances. Uh, every every yeah, once in a while, I will use them to check the battery life. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so- occasionally uh, music. You know what I use all the time is that contact screen in another reality where I actually use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, we've spent uh, yeah. a lot of time, I think, talking about the things that we think are not done as well in this, you know, in the initial yeah. version of this please product. See, please see our collective yeah. works. Yeah. But I guess the question is now, what is Apple going to do? Um, and it, like, are they in a place where they're like, hey, we, you know, we sold 13 million of these things. We don't, we don't give a shit what you say. Uh, people are buying them, whatever. Uh, or are they actually going to, I mean, traditionally they have iterated and improved upon things, right? Like, I doubt that they're going to write off and just be like, we screwed up. No, I would assume... I would assume there's going to be an ad campaign about how it's the perfect accessory for your desk drawer where you <laughs> abandon stuff. It, it, I found that I find that it and the pebble really keep each other company. <laughs> yes, and like you know, uh, are you a, a tech writer who's hungry for think pieces but can't come up with anything? Introducing perfect, the Apple Watch, perfect thing, right? For there you, you yeah. go, right? Smart. Yeah. Smart. It's a match made in heaven. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hell, whatever. Um, no, I mean, I we've talked about how we le- would like to see the um, that side button assignable. Yep. I don't even know what I would assign it to. Like, that's not even one I care about anymore. Because, like, I don't know. It gives a shit. What is it going to do? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you're if you're just joining us, we're, we've got nihilist Lex Friedman on this. No, Why seriously? Man, nothing even really matters. <laughs> no, but like, I, I again because I, I I'm happy with my watch. I really appreciate the notifications and the ability to awkwardly reply to some of those notifications with many mistranscribed words. But I just I don't know what else <laughs> at this moment. I cannot uh, force touch on my watch. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to restart it. I can tell, but. At this moment, I don't know what I would even assign that button well, to. I mean, like, I agree that the button is stupid, but I don't know what else. What I would if do you could it. assign it to like a particular action? Even like, what if you could use that button to say page your iPhone without having to go to the glance? Whoa! Yeah, did I yes. just blow your mind? Yeah, yeah really. There you go. Uh, I am. Um, <laughs> I would even take like you know, if I could just press that and it would instantly bring up like my heart rate, like that'd be cool. I'd, I'd be down with that. Or if I could make it yeah. like quick launch an app or basically anything <laughs> that's anything actually else. useful. I mean, the, I do use that button, but I use it for Apple Pay. Um, yeah, the double right. click. So even if you put a single click on that, although I think maybe it's just too easy to hit at that point. Um, but I'd yeah, be okay with that. Pay, you're paying for other people's stuff. Um, or take Siri off of the digital crown and put, I'd be okay with that too. Like I wouldn't use it, but you know, uh, yeah, with only two buttons, it does seem confusing that their, their interactions are so complex. I was a couple of the, there was someone's think piece was talking about that. Like, you know, uh, the fact that those buttons do seemingly different things depending on kind of where you are. I think I think they're just they just need to re-architect like sort of the 
overall user interaction of it a little bit. You need some tweaks. You need some you need some yeah. polishing the edges. Yeah, it's not it's certainly not perfect, but I also still enjoy it. I still use it all the time. Yeah, I really <laughs> there are little things on it that I really like doing that I are kind of buggy in a way I wish they would fix. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but if you get notifications Has this ever happened to yeah, you? Yeah, I knew I knew <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was it's like, why did I give Lex that opening? Um, <laughs> is this is this the grainy footage part? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was when you get text messages in a and you've got like a thread going on, do you get like all the stale text messages at the top? Have you ever noticed that? Oh, yes. Sometimes it'll, like, for, for months, Mon- I, get, oh, yeah, I, I have, see one old message from my wife before it would scroll down to the current I message. I have, like, a whole no, thread. I, I never had that. I have, like, 12 old, like, a, like an old conversation with my girlfriend, and then, like, I'll get the new message at the bottom. But, you know, like, if I read back, it seems, like, totally disjointed. I'm like, what? Um, and I know other people. Oh, I, don't have, think, I don't think I've seen that Really? Oh, man, I think, um, yeah. Uh, I think Nevin Morgan was was complaining about that too. I think he had that problem. And like I've seen it going around. I don't know why. Like it persists even across like a restart. Um, I'm not sure what the yeah. hell is going on there. But I know just what you're talking about. Yeah. It's it's very annoying. I will say my biggest annoyance, and it's overall I guess minor, but it's it, the one thing I really appreciate on the watch besides honestly its ability to tell time and have the the complications is. Uh, you know, getting notifications. And when you get two or three notifications at once, your wrist is like, uh, you know, massage parlor all of a sudden where there's constant pounding for five seconds. And then it's like, hey, uh, anybody, John, you want that one? Or I don't understand. What? What would I say? Or it's just, it's just giving it to you in a very rough way on the, on the wrist. I'm talking. Um, you're, you're, you're practically rubbed raw. I mean, it's just, it's just, exactly. It's just banging on. Yeah. And, uh, but so, but when that happens, and it's I mean, all eventually the, I get to a happy ending, but when it's all from the same app, and it's like, oh, you've got four notifications from mail or tweetbot or whatever it is, it's like, that is not useful to me. What would be useful is to know what they are. And you have to, the series of taps and swipes you have to do to get to what those notifications mm, yeah. actually are is very annoying. You know what I'm talking about? When you get the stacked series where it's like, hey, you just received four and you've got to dismiss that and then swipe down and then you can scroll through them. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I, I don't like I, that. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Well, I don't I'm really swiping down, down what you're yeah. dismissing. Anyway. No, but okay. <laughs> no, John says you don't no. Really no, I, well, I mean, I don't usually get like oh, it's, I think you're, what you're talking about is getting things. notifications from different, um, either different threads or different. No, um, I mean, like if you get like actual things, like I'll get like I mean, I've gotten notifications for like one thread repeatedly. Like you, you call oh, yeah, like, if I get a, like, but no, like if, if I get, get five emails at once, since it's checking every fifteen minutes only. Yeah. Then it's gonna okay. See, I don't, like, I don't. See, I don't. I don't. I do not do email on my watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, look at this guy. Yeah, no. I mean, that's that, that seems like a. I think that's your mistake right that's there. That's what I, I have. Do, a, I do email on my refrigerator. For. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I only do it on my smart fridge. <laughs> yeah. I would say about seventy-seven percent of my life is email, so I do it on every device that has an internet connection. Including your smart fridge, my Roku, my TiVo. They're Especially. constantly checking the email. Especially I only check ones. I only check my email when I'm hungry. because <laughs> <laughs> it's on my fridge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we could we could probably go on for an entire episode about all the things that we are frustrated with on the Apple Watch. Although, uh, you know, at the same time, I think we are all still optimistic about its future. What do you think yeah, about I, the uh, What do you think about the rumors that it's going to add cellular connectivity? Like, don't need um, it. Don't care. 
Yeah, it seems like a huge battery suck. I think it's going to kill you. I don't don't want it anyway. Yeah, this is what I don't get about the rumors about the next washer. Like, it's not going to be significantly redesigned. It might be thinner, but it might also include a a cellular radio and a faster processor. I'm like, okay, you people do not understand how physics works. You can't make it faster (laughs) and add a gigantic battery-sucking cellular radio and expect it to get decent battery life in a smaller packet. Like, what? Um, yeah. I don't understand that. Pick pick one or two of those. Uh, I, I think the cellular radio thing seems dumb. Um, if it's if they make it more independent on Wi-Fi, that's one thing, which it's supposed to be, but I, I can't really tell, honestly. Um, right. It's supposed to know if it's on like a Wi-Fi network that is, you know, one that you have access to and just sort of work independently, I think. But I, I, I have no idea how to test that, I guess. I mean, I guess I could turn off my phone. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then send, and send myself no way text messages. There's no this. way to be sure, people. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't find the, the the places where I'm going out without my phone. Like, yeah, okay, that might be nice if I forgot my phone. But it's not like I am. The only thing I can think about is like people going for a run or something. But I don't know. I guess I don't need to receive email or text messages necessarily if I'm you know out for a run. So. I, that yeah. seems it seems like a battery waste, which is a bigger problem. A faster processor is good because those apps yeah. still that's damn slow. De- I mean, that's that's probably that's probably the first thing, right? I would assume that should so. be fixed. Just like just the the slowness is is often my biggest complaint. Well, and that's that happens yeah. a lot in first gen products. I think you end up with you know kind of underpowered versions. So that's plausible to me, although. I mean, so I have to charge, I mean, I pretty much have to charge the watch once a day anyways, right? Like it can make, I find I can make it about a day and a half without going into low power mode. Um, but, you know, if they dropped to the point, point where the battery life was essentially you have to charge it every day, that wouldn't really make a difference to me because I'm still plugging it in every night. So mm-hmm. if you trade yeah. it off a faster processor for slightly less battery life, I think that's an academic distinction probably. Um, because the people who still want to stretch it out will switch it into low power mode. But yeah, I don't know. So here's some predictions. I think that more of what's going to happen, I I think that the the most significant updates will be on the software side and not the hardware side. And I think that low power mode will get better because low power mode right now is like super crappy. And I think it'll get slightly less crappy. (laughs) Marginal. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, software is easier to fix, right? Like hardware requires a lot more engineering ramping up. Like you have to, you know, ship a bunch of new units. I think they will make some tweaks on the hardware side. Um, but I think that the software stuff will be more important. Uh, I would like it just to show the time all the time. That would be cool. I mean, I, I always get to the end of the day with at least 50% yeah. battery life. And like last night it was like 75. And Look at this guy. Yeah, right. How about me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um and if it could just show the time it, even if it's like slightly dimmed or and it shows just the time and not the complications in some way if it just showed the time that would be great. Yeah, that is the one advantage the Pebble has with the e-ink screen is it just it takes up so much less battery life that you can afford to do that very easily. But I agree with John that I don't generally run out of, I run out of phone battery before I want run out of watch battery. So if you want to display the time in a dimmer, you know, setting or whatever, that's totally cool with me. Get on that. Okay. We have dance. We've got dance clearance. All right. Well, you know what else, you know what else I'm getting to give everybody clearance for <laughs> what Lex making their okay. shaving life suck less. Ooh, thank you. 
That sounds good. That's all I had to say about that. No, guys, okay. when did shaving get so freaking expensive, all right? You, you buy razors at the store. You've got to have them unlock the case. You've got to pay a crazy amount of money to get in there. It takes forever. You don't really know what you're getting because you're not going to, like, evaluate all the boxes while the guy from the store is staring at you and, like, looking at you like you're some kind of razor-stealing criminal. What are you going to do with all the money you will save by shaving with Harry's, not to mention all the face you'll save. And I don't mean that in the metaphorical way. I mean, you're not going to cut up your face the way those cheap razors do at the store. Harry's uses quality German blades for half the price of big-name drugstore brands. Go to a nice dinner with the money you're going to save using Harry's. Go buy go get, you know, buy into next year's fantasy sports league with all the cash you're going to save from Harry's. Go buy the new second-gen Apple Watch with all the money you're going to save using Harry's. Here's your chance to get a better shaving experience. We want to help you. You're going to go to Harry's. We've been talking about it in the show for, uh, it feels like six months at a minimum. I shaved with Harry's as recently as today. I shaved my entire face, not even knowing that they were going to be on today's show. I shaved from forehead to chin. Um, <laughs> the neck, I'm just growing a full-on neck beard. No other part of the beard. Just No, I shaved my whole face. It worked out great. No eyebrows anymore, but still, it was great. Um, my wife uh, approves of my Harry's shave. She always says, hey, you shave today. So it works. You can tell that I shaved. Their moisturizing shave cream uh, smells nice. You're going to like that, too. It's a good product. Everything they package in that box is good. And all you do is you go to the website and say, hey, here's how often I want my stuff to come. And then it's not like it's just going to come no matter what. They're going to send you an email. Hey, tough guy, your razor and shaving cream are about to come. Do you need it yet? And sometimes like, hey, you know what, Harry's? I don't. Snooze that thing for a month. And they just do it for you. It's incredible. The Harry starter set is just $15. That includes a razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry shave cream or foaming shave gel. As an added bonus, you can get $5 off your first purchase with our code REBOUND. Personally, just you know, I go with the shave cream over the shave gel. They're both good, but I'm more of a cream man. After using our code REBOUND, you can get an entire month's worth of shaving for just $10. Try that at the store. Harry's.com was started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience. It's a superior shave and an incredible price. They own the Razor Factory in Germany, crafting some of the world's highest quality blades. They cut out the middleman with probably an old school razor that sucks because they wanted it to hurt. And now Harry's offers an amazing shave at a fraction of the price of drugstore brands. Shipping is always free. So go to harrys.com. Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in our code REBOUND with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter coupon code REBOUND at checkout for $5 off the starter set. Start shaving smarter today, people. Trust me on this. Well, I wouldn't I mean, mind yeah, you. Not about that anyways. About other things, sure. Absolutely. No, I, yeah. no, right. Yeah, I haven't worn my Apple Watch in six months, but I'm not going to admit that. <laughs> um, I was going to ask about something very important. So I saw that Apple's uh, the iPhone upgrade program is now available in the online store as well as in person. That's exciting. That's great. Yeah, it's still only on the six and six S and six plus plus though. I think because the SE is not expected to be upgraded that frequently, right? So it doesn't. Well, I guess necessarily make as much sense. My big. I guess that's the boat I'm in. Sorry, you're in a, <laughs> you're going to need a bigger boat or a bigger phone. Um, I, I'm interested to see how this works out when um when the new phone comes out this year. So because I bought on that plan. I'm just curious to see the logistics of upgrading to my new phone because, like, I guess presumably I'll have to, like, go into a store and give them my old phone or maybe they'll send me a new phone and I'll have to send them back the old phone. Yeah. I'm just very, my I'm guess very is they'll yeah, ship you a phone and charge you for it if you don't send back your and old you phone get, in yeah. a given amount mm-hmm. of time. That makes sense. Well, right. it's nice, too, because then in theory I get to, like, at my leisure I can, like, you know, wipe the old phone 
rather than having to stand in a store and like transfer all my stuff over which right, seems yeah. like much more much more of a pain that's a lot of infrastructure to make though it is but i mean they do do recycling and stuff like that already yeah most of that's in store drop off but there's no reason they couldn't do like just sort of a you know pop it back in a box and throw it to them or something like that lots of places do that kind of stuff right I, this is only slightly related, but I'm very impressed. Not that we haven't praised Sonos enough on this show, but <laughs> I had multiple, two different Sonos speakers that had issues or one receiver and one speaker from Sonos. And they just, they, you know, I described the problem. They diagnosed it over the phone. And they're like, you know what? Just send it back to us. And they ship, ship you the new one right away. They put a hold on your card and you have two weeks to send the other one back. So you can wait for the box to arrive with the one they're giving you and then reuse the box and, it's great. I'm very impressed with Sonos. So I'm, my point being, Sonos is the company Apple should struggle to be. And so thus, I think that's what they will do for you in your return. So uh, I, Amazon Music is now on Sonos, right? Or was it? So it already was here, but now it is in Europe as well. Was that the only thing that happened? Yes. Oh, never mind. We don't have I a don't lot of European anyway, listeners. I'm not using it, but right. um, you know, I cared about Apple Music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazon Music is actually pretty good. We've been using that one for a while because they have some really nice um, Prime stations and Prime playlists. Agreed. Uh, I like them both. Plus, I you so know, does it, so does Apple Music. Yeah, but you have to pay for <laughs> Apple Music separately from Prime, which you know eh. only losers do. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! I'm already a sentence. I'm already a Prime member, so like I get that for free. Like whereas for Apple Music, I just haven't. Like I don't, I don't want to pay, or at least I haven't gotten to the point where I've been convinced to pay for it yet. So, eh. plus it works yeah, with the Echo. Well, so, you still buying albums? I get all that you my like playlists anyway? everywhere. So, I'm, is is that what you're doing though? Most like you're that. buying all the albums if you like them either. No, 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 no. I'm not buying any <laughs> albums anymore. Okay. I'm not buying any because now that it's on the Sonos, I don't have to. That was a fun mm. period with John Moltz, though, um, where you were listening yeah. to stuff on Apple Music. <laughs> and then but I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't listen. Like, I wanted to manage my playlists in one place, and then you know, or actually, and now I can do it anywhere. But um, I wanted to be able to have my playlists ubiquitously. John, let me and... suggest. Let me suggest a solution to you where you set you pay me slightly less than it costs for the album, and I provide you with a copy of the album. Let's not say where it came from. And everybody and everybody wins. I I do imagine though. I like this. I have this vision that there was a meeting at Apple for some time, where Eddie Q was like, "We have to get uh, all we need to succeed in this industry is you know a million more John Moltzes. We need people to subscribe to our service <laughs> and buy the albums. This is how Apple Music will really turn a profit." They, they zeroed in on my account yeah. Yeah. beneath beneath <laughs> the like, new spaceship this campus. This guy is subscribing and buying. <laughs> Beneath the new spaceship campus is a series of pods, and if you wipe the the condensation off the outside, you'll just see it's a million John Moltzes all cloned. <laughs> but I, I, but I, that combination of being uh, of having Apple playlists and then having the Sonos queue is really pretty good because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can go through like the 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 thing where Apple recommends stuff for me, and I can just select a bunch of playlists and dump them all into the queue and then i get a nice randomization of music that i really want to hear yeah i hear in the new version they will rename your queue your eddie queue <laughs> oh stop come that. on stop that you delete your account now <laughs> this, the rest of this podcast it's is just, just gonna be john me. talking to himself <laughs> listening to apple music by himself <laughs> just talking about how great apple music is <laughs> and my watch <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so do, do, do you guys, do you, do you like the Beyonce? <laughs> or or the Prince? Because uh, not on Apple Music. Well, the Beyonce is on You can buy Beyonce's album, and you can buy much of Prince's, but there's really nothing from either one of them, or at least in the, the new album is not on. So wait, there, there's there's no Prince music on Apple Music, or very little. Uh, I believe it's very little. Well, that came out of the fact that Prince is very savvy about or was sorry, sorry, may you rest in peace. It was very savvy about his business and basically, you know, essentially got control of all of his music, which most artists don't have. Um, and I gather, I don't know exactly what how Beyonce's deal is structured. But I assume that she's probably in a similar boat where she is powerful enough that she can sort of dictate terms rather than, you know, being subject to the whims of the, uh, you know, record companies. Right. So, I mean, although it was funny because didn't they say like that her, like her new album would only be on title and that lasted yeah. like 12 hours and you can also buy it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> you got it for 12 hours. Congratulations. Well, I think they probably meant it's only going to stream on title, right? Like, you yeah, can I buy suppose. it everywhere else like because they're not going to stop it they're never going to stop you from buying it in other places like because why would they ever like turn down other venues to be to make like the full cost of the album right like it's a little different with streams because monetizing streams is well that's like i mean you can't buy some of prince's stuff on itunes yeah i guess that's true um which i found kind of odd unfortunately i had what i you know the thing that i wanted from way back when Right, you know, but that strategy from, from, of from you know, no, let's not say where I got it. But, cassette tape. <laughs> yeah, I think yes, he was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's back when I yeah when I connected when I connected I had I do have the some thing I still have some old thing that you, it's USB that you could connect to any any audio input source and and nice. rip stuff, but uh, I, that's not where I came from. <laughs> but that strategy of you know uh, really limiting very strongly where your music can be found purchased or streamed really has his prints all over it oh god um (laughs) make your account again and then delete it again (laughs) Uh, i was well i was kind of worried about it because i i had this one song that i really enjoyed which is not available on itunes and my experience in the past has been that if you if it's not in their catalog it won't sync through or like it'll try and match it and then it'll match it to the wrong thing and you can't and it just doesn't work but um even though this song is not available for purchase on itunes and is not available for streaming on i I'm apple music um i added it to a playlist and it synced to my on, on my mac and it synced to my phone and that's without an active itunes match subscription or with one? i do not have the match subscription no okay interesting yeah um and i was i was very certain that was not going to work but it did so i deleted my account (laughs) (laughs) that is a a lot of that going around (laughs) i don't know it's it's i really this uh, streaming music wars like i i kind of ignore title because it's clear to me that they are not going to succeed long term um this concept of we're only going to put our new album here like nobody's it's not gonna work um but there really are very minimal differences between Spotify and uh, Rhapsody and Apple Music and the others. And it's, you know, like Netflix and Amazon are trying to compete with originals. And I feel like that's the idea that somebody had a title. Like, hey, let's have original albums that you can only get here. But it doesn't work for music. This is not how people experience music. So 
I don't know. Well, I mean, I Amazon and Netflix are trying to negotiate. They're each trying to one up the other in terms of getting exclusive content, but they're right. They're bolstering that by knowing, like, all right, you know, sooner or later, the content providers are gonna not want to license stuff to us either because they're doing their own thing or because they're going to make deals with someone else. So let's let's build up our library. Like Netflix has some huge amount of original programming coming this year. Um, and I think Amazon is still ramping up, but they've certainly increased that in the last few years. The problem really comes, you know, with all these services, right? Like if you start making exclusives on all these services to draw people in, but people really only want that one thing. Like, is there a <laughs> point where that becomes counterproductive because you know, I don't want to subscribe to 20 different services. <laughs> like, right. I- I'm happy to pay for things. It's just like, we're now in this bubble of service stuff where it's like, you have to pay for a subscription to something to get exclusive access to that, where it used to be just like, well, I- I'll just buy that thing. And then you give me that thing. <laughs> and like, we've had a transaction. It's complete. It's not like I have to pay you every month for the rest of my life <laughs> to have access to this thing. Yeah. I did have two different friends who would not at all consider themselves techie type people offer up on their own that they found now that they think that Amazon has uh, outpaced Netflix, that they think that of the two streaming services that Amazon is the better one for, for video now, which I found fascinating. Um, better how? Better content or better? They um, meant by t- in terms of content. Like, uh, I can get everything I need on Amazon. I, don't, I no longer need the Netflix. They, huh. Amazon has worked a lot harder at a couple things, including they've made forays into currently running stuff, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which Netflix does not have unless you count Netflix's own series. Um, or unless you count using you know VPN services to act like you're in another country where Netflix does do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> um, or that. And Amazon, <laughs> I think, is probably... I don't know. It might have a little more like right now they're playing the same card they sort of played against Apple in the ebook thing, which is like, oh, Netflix, like they're kind of they're, they're kind of like a monopoly. Like you should use us because we're like the up and coming folks. And it's like this is all it's like it's like those like, like pilot fish things, you know, where they had the little light dangling off that stock <laughs> to like bait people, bait fish people, bait fish into like coming and like, you know, like, oh, come on. I'm just a little <laughs> harmless fish. And then the little harmless fish is, you know, actually a giant fish. Some that of the bigger you. ones. Some of the bigger ones bait people. Sure. Yeah. 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 Pilot sharks. Um, pretty sure that's the thing. Not a marine biologist. This is not legally binding. Um, But yeah, I think Amazon is playing that card of like, we're the underdog here. And the answer is you're not really, but like you're, you came later to this field. So you're kind of, you know, my understanding is that Amazon, Amazon Amazon does not have, does not have Daredevil, does not have Kimmy Schmidt. uh, And I can't live without those two things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is by far, I think, the most compelling thing about Netflix now is their original programming. And that's super smart, right? Because you're never going to get that anywhere else. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what they have against. And, you know, Amazon has some original programming, and I've watched some of it. I watched a little bit of Man, Man in the High Castle, and I watched I've a couple mixed, other things. I've heard mixed things about that. I've heard really good things about Mozart in the Jungle. Right. The two shows that we really love on Amazon are uh, Catastrophe and mm-hmm. Transparent. Oh, Catastrophe. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there's some other stuff coming. I really liked, um, there was a pilot I watched, which I think they ordered to full series called, uh, I think it's called Sneaky Pete with Giovanni Rabisi, which is like about a con artist who assumes the life of like his cellmate when he gets out of prison and Brian Cranston's producing it and he's in it a little bit too, which was pretty, I watched the pilot for that. I was like, this is pretty solid. I would watch like a full season of this, but yeah, I, I think Netflix has way better original programming chops right now. But again, the problem remains like 
if Netflix is doing that and Hulu's making original content and all these other people, all the content providers yeah. start getting We've like recreated s- the cable company paradigm just with streaming Except worse because you're buying them all individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, so sooner or later, somebody will bundle them all together as this big innovative thing. And we'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. <laughs> right back where we started. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> what makes Amazon a formidable competitor is that Amazon doesn't give a shit about if it's profitable, right? Like they just yeah. have never cared. And so they will throw lots. And I mean, I say this partially biased because they keep on making more steps in the audio space too, um, trying to blow out Audible to be more like they do now put windowed original podcast series behind their Audible paywall. And Amazon appears on audio and video and anything else that they're creating will spend as much money as they possibly can. And Netflix really will too on content, but Netflix still wants to be profitable and amazon has never had that as its top priority at least not in a near term can amazon can amazon make an apple tv app already that's what i'm waiting for i mean it's got airplay which is nice but like i mean if you're gonna let people airplay it you might as well give them an app and i feel the same i've been super frustrated and i was intrigued by this announcement last week that comcast in order to try and like convince the fcc that they don't need to do this set top box regulation that they've been talking about comcast was like all right so we launched like a partner program where people can develop apps and like use our content like stream our content like we're going to partner with different hardware providers so that like your samsung tvs and your roku boxes will have comcast apps uh so fcc you guys really could back off there because like clearly we've taken care of this whole competition problem and the fcc is like are you high? <laughs> um, and But for me, I subscribe to this because I, I wanted to try it out. Um, the Stream TV, which is so Comcast's like streaming cable equivalent because I don't have a cable box. I've never had a cable subscription. I just have straight up internet, but they were offering for 15 bucks a month, you can get essentially streaming access to you know, basic broadcast channels and a few other things. But you also get HBO, which is the same price you would pay for oh, HBO. Yeah, right up front so i was like well okay i get hbo go and i get all like access to a bunch of hd uh, broadcast channels and a way to record them using their sort of cloud dvr which is basically just like recording stuff to the cloud um but i can't watch it on my tv <laughs> i can watch hbo because it gives me access to all the <laughs> hbo go apps but i can only watch the xfinity like streaming stuff on my ipad and i'm sitting there going like what what <laughs> why i mean if you made if you made i would actually use this service if you use it on the apple tv because then i could record like essentially dvr stuff and just watch it on the apple tv but no you've decided to make this really difficult for me by saying i can only watch on my ipad or my computer (laughs) so my parents don't follow the set top box competition space very closely what do they do I don't know, but what they uh, like blood sport guys. How do they spend their time? Their newest Xfinity uh, cable box has a remote that you can talk to, and they were telling me all the things to do. And it's basically exactly the way that the you know Fire TV and Apple TV remotes let you talk to them, with very similar phrasing and instructions and everything else. And uh, they would never buy a set top box right now. Like theirs does DVR related stuff, and it does streaming of at least netflix i don't know if it does amazon but they're 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 as happy as could be with their no-name brand uh set-top box from whereas if i could burn my parents verizon fios box with fire i mean i guess i can (laughs) they just won't have tv (laughs) access anymore yeah yeah um but it's awful uh and part of that is my complaint which i i don't remember if i've complained on this show about but captioning uh it looks insanely bad on their 
you oh, know, you did complain new. about that. And there's yeah. there's no settings to tweak the font. I right did, here. and I made it a little bit better. But it looks it also looks kind of like they're scaling up standard definition captions onto an HD display, which is crazy sauce. Um, but captioning works really weirdly. But the captioning comes from the box and not from the television. Yes, um, because cable companies. It's really weird how it's how it's mandated. Um, I've been meaning to do a dive into this at some point for a piece, but essentially the FCC says like, you know, okay, these people are responsible for captioning in these different spaces. If you get your broadcast over the air, the TV has to provide the captions because that's encoded with the digital signal you get over the air. But if you're getting it via cable, the box has to do the decoding, which is weird because then depending if you were looking at broadcast TV or cable TV, the same channel, your captions would look totally different. And then, of course, you got the whole separate issue of subtitles on digital content, like streaming content, right, which has to be provided by the service. Um, so, yeah, it's a clusterfuck, basically. <laughs> um, but it's, it's unfortunate because it means they have this nice big TV um, and sometimes the captions just look like garish. <laughs> it's really weird. Yep. I don't like it. I played around with it for a while to try and make it look better, and I got it to the point where it's legible, um, but it still <laughs> takes up way too much of the screen, and it's, yeah, it's terrible. And, and I think well, you're doing something wrong. Uh, <laughs> you want to come over and troubleshoot my parents' caption box? I will happily make that happen. Okay. get Book the trip, and I'll be there. All right. Talk to have Have your people call my people. My people are just me. <laughs> I totally have a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, got it. <laughs> This podcast is over. <laughs> I'm staying home. <laughs> hey, it's my home phone. Everybody. Your phone calls ringing. Your phone calls ringing. Your phone the calls phones ringing. are coming from the phones are coming from inside the house. I think, I think we're probably, probably done. I think we're probably done, right? Yep, yep, yep. I'm good. Well, I'm still not getting the call. No. Oh, well, okay. right. well then, don't. then we can just talk it's for It's me, for, Lex. Answer no. the phone. Hi, Dan. Let's just talk for 12 minutes.